Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. for creating and performing our music. Good evening, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. All right, before we get down to business, I'm going to turn it over to Tamara, who's going to tell you a little about our upcoming novel, Exorcism, uh, which is book three in the Ravencrest saga, uh, which is slated for a release on Valentine's Day. And you took out the reason why, Alistair. It's because... If you want your loved one to be happy, you need to give them ghosts, demons, and kinky sex for Valentine's Day. And Ravencrest Exorcism has it all. That's right. Well, (laughs) that's right. So let me tell you a little bit about how it feels to be in in Ravencrest and Exorcism. Midnight, the witching hour, watery echoes fill an empty room. The Grand Greek pool at Ravencrest Manor babbles and gurgles as chlorine-scented water pumps, flowing like cold blood in veins and arteries. The moon, full and high above the arched glass ceiling, shines its light into the cobalt pool, casting splintered rays across the water, picking up golden highlights as it reflects on the constellations, the planets, the moons set into the bottom of the pool. A spring and a thunk from a tall diving board, then a splash as someone dives in and somehow water explodes into the air. The sound ebbs and flows with movement. But if no human ear is present to hear it, no eye to see it, can these things be real? Are they merely tricks of light and sound, magic courtesy of Mother Nature? Soft golden lamps flicker to life, and then music, faint but unmistakable, rises and echoes. Eddie Cantor, if you knew Susie like I know Susie, Oh, oh, what a girl. Laughter, the sounds of a party of voices of glasses clinking. Something white and serpentine slithers and stirs beneath the water like glistening cold silk. There and gone again in an instant. All right. And again, uh, Ravencrest Exorcism will be released in ebook and paperback this Valentine's Day. You can pre order the ebook now on Amazon and it'll be delivered on February 14th, 2020 to your Kindle. Uh, and if you need to catch up on the ghoulish goings on at Ravencrest Manor, you can get the two previous books. Uh, book one is The Ghosts of Ravencrest, and book two is The Witches of Ravencrest. All right, again, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com. If you tweet, our handles are at CrossAllister and at TamraThorn. Uh, as far as Facebook, we have a Haunted Nights Live page there. And if you Instagram, you can find us at, at thornandcross or my personal Instagram, which is at official underscore alistaircross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight we are happy to finally have the return of one of our earliest guests. Uh, when we started this this show, uh, let's see, it's like 2014, the end of 2014 in November, and um, this, our, our guest tonight was one of our first guests. He was on in January of 2015. Um, we don't know what's taken us so long to get him back, but Hal Bodner, 
uh, is the multiple Bram Stoker Award nominee uh, of the vampire novel Bite Club. Uh, it, it made him one of the top-selling gay male authors in the country. Uh, he has since written several erotic paranormal romances, which he calls supernatural smut. That's his words, not mine. <laughs> he is currently writing a series of thrillers, which tint classic noir with a decidedly lavender glaze. Hal is legally married to a wonderful man, half his age, who never knew that Liza Minnelli was Judy Garland's daughter. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Hal. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's been too long, guys. It's been way it too really long. long. <laughs> oh, fall off our radar again. Bad. Bad. Yeah, no, God. I, I, by the way, I loved uh, the chlorine. I wanted to let you know the chlorine-scented mm-hmm. water in that little intro. I, I mean, you know, erotic Valentine's Day. You had me there. You had me at chlorine. Aw, thank you. I have such a thing for Hearst Castle's indoor pool, so we put one at Ravencrest. Ooh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good stuff. Uh, so what have you been up to, Hal? We, uh, we, we've we talked a little bit, um, you know, uh, on social media and whatnot, but, but what, what can you tell us about what you've been up to lately? Oh, wow. Well, you know, the big – we last talked in when, 2015? I think yeah, so. That was that... Yeah, on the show, yeah. Oh. Crazy. Well, I've got I've gotten older and 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 gained <laughs> weight and you know when you get to a certain age everything starts to sag you know you, you oh yeah you wake up in the morning and you sit down on the john and you go why do they make the water level so high I mean you just, everything just goes to hell it's awful my boobs get but, wet all the time now yeah not with it oh my god so no I mean that so, so anyway getting serious I know I have to be serious um so what's going on? well uh. This this show comes at like a great time because we just re-released um, a by coincidence um, in Flesh and Stone, which is my uh, I think that was my first paranormal erotic romance, and that is oh, really? just come out again from um, from um, uh, uh, Crossroads Press. David Wilson at, at uh, Crossroads Press just re-released that, so I'm really happy about that because I I uh, it originally came out with Ravenous Romance, and I I don't think it had quite the breadth of distribution that I would have liked. So, um, right. and uh, it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot. I'm, I, I blush. And if you, I can make well, myself you know, blush, you know it's blushable. That's, that's the <laughs> one that, you know, I, I, actually, I did not know that. And the, and the thing is, is when we, when we create the show, we have several pictures that we, you know, have like in a gallery and in, in, uh, you know, uh, blog talk and there are several places that we, you know, market it. And, and I, and I, just wanted to grab one of your your book covers, you know, to 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 use that for our promotional purposes, and you know, to say you were coming on the show. And I went through your book covers, and I thought, okay, I got to find, you know, you know, because I wanted to put it on Instagram and everywhere. So I'm like, okay, I got to find the sexiest one. And I'm like, okay, well, they're all sexy, but what's the sexiest one? <laughs> and that's the one I picked. So hey, cool, that worked out really well. Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Did and and actually, it's a really, it's it's a really. Um, um, in in a weird way, I think it's some of the best best stuff I've ever written. So um, okay. I kind of I have a I have, a, I have a, a soft spot for that for that book. But uh, but no, I mean other than that, you know, I don't, the thing is I just, I'm not writing that much horror anymore, which is kind of yeah. weird because you know I kind of got um, I kind of got pegged as a horror writer uh, when I wrote Bike Club mm-hmm. all those years ago, and uh, I've been doing more mysteries and, and thrillers, but. I've been nominated for the the Stoker twice since I talked to you guys, so that's definitely nice. horror. Wonderful. And um, um, if you're gonna lose the Stoker, you gotta lose to Joyce Carol Oates. 
which is exactly right. true, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. So, I'm, hey, I'm in great company. Don't about that. <laughs> right. No, 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 you can't at all. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, and so I did, uh, uh, that's happened. And, um, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing thrillers now, still comedy, still comedy. Um, but, um, you know, but, uh, having, having flesh and stone come out again was kind of a treat. So, and then, then, and David's got another book of mine called for love of the dead. You know, every, every author writes one book. That's a cringe book. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and for love of the dead was definitely my cringe book. I, uh, the moral of this story is never write a book on a bet. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I was, I was with, uh, uh, I was with Brian Keene at I forget what convention we were at, and Brian and I think John Skip uh, challenged me to write an erotic. And this is this is way back when when uh, zombies were starting to replace vampires, and yeah. uh, they said to me, um, "You can't write an erotic vamp- uh, a zombie novel because pieces are falling off, and that's not sexy." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, yeah, I can." <laughs> and so I did. I did. I think. I think it was actually the first erotic um, zombie novel out there. And then uh, Laurie Perkins came out with with Fifty Shades of Decay. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Tamara's kind of like, yeah, we had. This is why we haven't had him on the show for so long. No. So. Uh, so Lori came out with that, but but no, I wrote I wrote um, for Love of the Dead, and um, and it 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 I mean it's an interesting book, and I mean read it, buy it, read it. I you know you have to plug it, but it, it's uh, it's uh, an odd little book, and so uh, David's uh, bringing that out again as well. Um, I think that the, right. they have readers over at Crossroads, you know, because when something's uh, previously published, they just go over and they do a quick copy read, and I think like three of the readers that read that had coronaries. So, um, you know, they were like, nice. coronary stroke, coronary stroke, you know. Um, uh-huh. So as soon as they're done with that, that'll be out. Nice. So that'll oh, that be sounds nice. good. Yeah. And now these these thrillers, um, what what it says in your in, in your bio yeah. is uh, uh, erotic. Uh, okay, so tint classic noir with a decidedly lavender glaze. Explain that. I... I love detective stories. I mean, I, I mean, Agatha Christie, basically, because oh, yeah. they're so effing campy. They really are. Yeah. They're really mm-hmm. campy. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Agatha Christie was really a gay man in disguise because, I, I mean, I'm kidding <laughs> around, but she's, I mean, everything is so dramatic and, you know, it's so over the top, you know. And I've always liked them. And I, I intended Bike Club to be a comic thriller. I just used vampires. And, of course, you know, that guy, everybody was like, horror, horror, horror. But um, what I've done is I've, I've, I've created um, – there are four of them. And they hopefully will be coming out next year. And each one is a riff on a classic um, trope. And the main okay. characters the, – the, the main character is, a, is a, uh, he's about 30 years old. He's a gay P.I., private investigator who who kind of wants to find love but can't keep a zipper closed yeah and um and his name is andy brown and across town is a woman named arlene brownie so he has the a A brown agency she's got the a brownie agency and she's a madam okay and they keep getting each other's phone calls they keep getting each other's phone calls uh-huh. And they hook up and they solve mysteries. And um, the first one is kind of a, 
a spoof on the old, um, you know, the, the, the hard drinking, hard boiled guy and the femme fatale walks in the door. And, and you know, by the end of it, she's going to like figuratively take her stiletto heel and just pierce him right to the heart, you know, right. and that's uh-huh. the first one. Um, and the second <laughs> one is, is, and then there was none, you know, where they're all trapped and people start dying. Um, right. And then the third one's a Maltese Falcon riff, uh, where they're all running around oh. looking for the MacGuffin, the thing, you know, the uh-huh. valuable thing. Oh, yeah. Only, of course, in my world, nobody knows what it is. They're all <laughs> running around looking for it, and they have no clue what it is. Uh, and then the last one uh, is the road trip, is the road trip, mm-hmm. you know, with the bad guys right. after them. So, so it's, it's definitely pink. It's definitely pink. Lavender pink. It's very gay um, and uh, very fun. I love it. You know what, though? Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet that, uh, that, that the you know, audience is going to love that, though. Like, that's just, you know, what a way to bring back, you know, good old-fashioned noir and, and it, yeah. you know, in a way that is really accessible to, you know, the modern audience. I love that, you know. So good yeah, for doing that. Yeah, well, let's hope the let's hope the readers love it. You know, um, Mike, you know, Michael McDowell of the late Michael McDowell, he everybody oh, knows him love. from uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, Michael wrote yeah. Beetlejuice, but, but Michael tried to do that um, with uh, uh, Noir back in the '80s, but unfortunately, he died too soon. Um, yeah. Right. But uh, he had a, he had a whole series of books. Uh, that it was it was very Potter. odd because they were. Uh, no, no, no. That was his horror books. He had a he. I think it. Oh. It, it 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 was like it was like Joe and Nancy or Joe and 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 I can't remember the name, but it was a a guy and a girl, and it's set in different decades. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and he just he yeah. wrote. Yeah, really, really cool stuff that Michael wrote, and um, it just didn't. Um, a Jack and Susan. Is what it was called. It was Jack and Susan in 1953. Jack and Susan in 1933. Jack, Jack and Susan obviously have really good plastic surgeons because they never age. But um, <laughs> it just and Michael tried to do it and then he died and I'm I'm, I'm hoping to that I'll be able to do it. You know. Oh, yes, that's I, great. I believe in you. We believe in you. <laughs> um, we yeah. do. And, out of, out of curiosity, you mentioned you mentioned Agatha Christie. I'm a big Agatha Christie fan. Always have been. Oh, I'm just curious. Her. What yeah. what what is your favorite Agatha Christie novel, and why? Five Little Pigs. Five Little Pigs. Oh really? I haven't Five even read that I love one. it. I love it. It's it's the one where um he goes back to solve a mystery that's about thirty years old, uh-huh. and there are only five there are only five suspects in it, and uh-huh. um and actually. Um, I forget which of the series. I think it may have been Poirot. There's a very, and I, I happen to, I'm partial to it because there's a very strong uh, uh, gay theme to it. And um, uh-huh. uh, one of the characters is in love with the guy who was killed. Um, but I just think it's one of, one of her best. And um, But I've got to tell you, better than Agatha Christie, and, and mystery people will mm-hmm. be writing us hate mail, and, and don't ask <laughs> me to pronounce her first name. Her first name. Uh, in Guyo Marsh, do you know In Guyo Marsh? No. Oh, you've got a reader. She's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Oh, great. Um, and I think in a lot of ways she's even better than Kristen. Um, and I wow. was always a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I think Five Little Pigs is my favorite. All right. And of course, I love the. 
I, I love the ones where, where, where the murderer turns out uh, – with Agatha Christie, I always love the ones where uh-huh. the murderer turns out to be the kid, you know, oh, the yeah. child. Oh, yes. I read that one just recently. I won't name it because I don't want to give any spoilers in case people are out there. But yeah, the one that I read ended up uh, recently ended up being the kid, and I was I was quite shocked. She was she was uh, yeah no she's really good. I've I've frequently thought if she wanted to commit murder, she probably would have gotten away with it. She's pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know she she disappeared. Yeah. You know she she did that whole mystery yeah. where she disappeared for a while and nobody knows right. what yeah. happened. Yeah. 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 Wow. I remember that. Yeah. So now, what other, what kind of books or movies, you know, back to the noir, you know, or whatever, you know, what, what, what books and movies, just in general, I guess, uh, influenced you and made you, you know, want to do what you have done and what you are doing? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I think that that Christie and and Marsh and and Nero Wolf um, really influenced me on uh, to write noir. I mean, definitely. I mean, to the extent, I mean, it's kind of hard just to call it noir because noir literally means black, and I'm writing yeah. kind of pink, lavender, you know, like yeah. a nice mauve. I'm writing. Well, <laughs> it's, called, it's not called film noir. It's called film mo, mauve. Um, right. So I think that, that that's influenced. But I got to tell you, the most – and people don't read her anymore, and it's a shame. I think the author that's influenced me more than anybody else is Mary Renault. Um and oh, oh, we're getting serious for a moment. Yeah, she's she was amazing. Her mastery of po- prose, her mastery of plot. Um, I mean, she, even when she wrote um, little um, stories like the Charioteer, she was epic. And yeah. you know, and interestingly enough, not that I would ever dare to compare myself with Mary Renault, but I think that the 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 paranormal erotic piece in Flesh and Stone that is the one that's being reissued. That, that you found the, the, uh-huh. the cover for, mm-hmm. I think that's the closest I will probably ever get to her uh, because I just let myself kind of um, um, ejaculate prose onto the page in, in <laughs> a very artistic <laughs> and effluvian like way. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? I like. I like that. I sense that. Okay, I have a. I have a copy of Bike Club, which you actually signed for me, which I still love and um, appreciate. That I have a signed copy of Bite House. Everybody, just so you know, and or I mean, sorry, Bike Club. And uh, <laughs> but uh, I noticed that even in that, I mean, it. You have you have uh, a poetic ring to your voice. Did, I mean, do, do you do that on purpose, or is that just does that just kind of come out we, of you? You even know when you're. Yeah, I don't know. I, the answer to that is, well, you know, and, and by the way, Bike Club and, and The Trouble with Harry and uh, Crossroads has those too, by the way, if anybody's interested, like, where do I get these Crossroads reissued them? But I got to tell you, um, I, had, I had a woman when I first wrote Bike Club, uh, I had a woman, um, I, had, I had stopped practicing law and I had opened up a, a retail shop, a, a, like a pet shop, dog shop. And I had this woman come in and she, she had read the, the book and she recognized me and everything. She said, Wow, I really liked it, but you used you, there were so many words. Yeah, and I kind of <laughs> yeah. looked at them, but like, lady, it's a book, right? Um, I don't think <laughs> right, I. But I know what she means. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she said she has so many words, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But no, um, it's interesting. I think that the thing about me more than more than than anything else that 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 uh, uh, characterizes me, and uh, the late author David David uh, David Thomas Lord who I absolutely adored, um, David used to say that reading me was like listening to me talk. 
It's it's very much. Oh. Uh, my voice is really strong, and he would said he would say it's kind of like having a picnic with a very bouncy uh-huh. golden retriever <laughs> on a train track with the pl- train coming. Nice. You know, um, so you're having the picnic with this bouncy dog on the train track, and the train's coming. And I think, I mean, it's kind of funny, but I think there's a certain truth to that. I think, uh, I think one of the advantages I've always had um, is that my voice as a, as an author has always been super, super, super strong. And I don't know how that happened. It just, it just worked out that way. It just is what it is. What would yeah. you say if I asked you what your greatest weakness as a writer was? What, what do you feel like you really wish you could do or improve on or just? Yeah, oh, that's easy. Plot. Weakness? Plot. Plot, yep. yep. I'm a, a character person. I'm a character <laughs> yep, person. And, oh, yeah. and, um, and mm-hmm. as I get older, you know, the, the words, it's harder as you get older. You know, you don't have that, your mind isn't as nimble. But um, one of the things that I uh, started doing, uh, and actually my agent insisted on it, um, is I started to actually outline, um, which is amazing ah. because it takes me like three or four months to do an outline. But then, yeah, the, it's hard. and it's, it, oh, it's, all, it's awful. It, you, you're banging your head mm-hmm. against the wall. Um, and then, of course, when you're writing the book, it, it never actually conforms to the outline. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> you, you've yeah. written something, you go, oh, okay, so he does this. And then you realize, oh, my God, he can't do that if he's done this already. And right. you, you're in plot hell. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. And I, yeah, it I have a bunch of people that I. If he does this, it changes everything. Yeah, we know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I and I have a bunch of people that I I call on a regular basis. Um, uh, Maddie Wilson, if you're listening, and Tracy Garbone, um, I call them in a panic, um, and I go, okay, I've got a problem, and here's my problem. What? And we toss ideas back and forth, and they're both fabulous with 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 putting up with me. Um, but, um, no, I, a plot is my weak point and then, um, and outlining is great and it doesn't make it any, any quicker to write the book, but what it does do is I have about three or four manuscripts that I hit dead ends with and they're, I threw them in the trunk. They're in the file cabinet drawer and they'll never be published. And I yeah. think that having an outline avoids that happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does. Really yeah. Early way. on I had an editor. Oh, early on, my editor said, "All I need is three sentences: a beginning, middle, and end, and I can buy it." And so I go that way. But what we do is we, Alistair and I, look at outlines as necessary, the roadmaps. But you don't know if you have the roadmap and you know where you're going, you can take all the side journeys you want and not oh, yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. it. Well, yeah. it's funny when you talk about three three lines. I I want and and I I will not mention who it was, but I once sold a book to a, an acquisitions editor, which actually never ended up happening uh, for uh-huh. a variety of reasons, but I sold it. We, were, we, were, we, we went to the museum. We went to the Museum of Art down on uh, Wilshire Boulevard, whatever one that is, uh-huh. and um, we were in the cafe, and she said, so what do you got for me? She happened to be in town, and we met for, for, for lunch to go to the museum, and I said, oh, I got a great, and, I, and it's a joke because, you know, uh, paranormal uh-huh. romance was just starting, and it was going to be very, very big, you know? Um, this right. is like back in 2008, 2009. And I said, I got a great idea for you. I said, it's a trilogy. She said, what? I said, elves in bondage. And she paused <laughs> oh, real big. And then I said, elves enslaved. And then we cap it off with 
elves liberated. And she was like, I'm buying that <laughs> right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not serious, right? I'm not serious. And it uh-huh. took me like four months to convince her that I was not going to write these books. You know, <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> Oh, that's great. I don't know. I kind of think you should. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, was, it was, I, was dating, I was I was dating this guy. Uh, uh, my first husband had passed, and I had just started dating again, and I was dating this guy, and I, I just, for shits and giggles, I wrote, like, I don't know, 10, 15 pages, and I read it to him, and he said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting elfed out of this. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> feeling the elfishness. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're done. Oh, that's funny. Wow. wow. Um, we're we're just about out of time, but before we let you go, one thing that I we did want to ask you about is um, we noticed because we we're friends with you on Facebook and we, we we so we know a little bit about what's going on. You are uh, you oh, yeah. recently got into a house. You're no longer an apartment dweller. How is that going? Well, actually, we we were we were in a condo, um, ah. and uh, and and I won't say it on the air, but I'm sure you know you followed the trials mm-hmm. and tribulations of our neighbors. Yes. In the oh condo. yes. Oh um, yeah. With joy. Yeah. Oh my God. And so we we fled. We're no longer in in we're in Hollywood. You know. And I've spent forty some years in Hollywood. You know. I I thought if I got north of Mulholland Drive, I would burst into flames. And so we we bought we bought uh, Jeannie Koch's house. Uh, the, the 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 sci-fi romance writer Jeannie Koch is a friend of mine. Oh yeah. We yeah. bought her house. Uh, and well, actually her in-laws house. And we we love it. We're I've traded right. in my spandex shorts and my leather chaps for a toilet brush and a flowered house coat. I am a valley. <laughs> I'm a suburban nice. housewife. I'm uh, now a suburban housewife. Nice. All right. Well, congratulations, and we're looking forward to yeah. the noir stuff. And congratulations on the re-release of the, the the older one. And congratulations on getting into you know your own house and uh, you know your Things are moving for you, Everything. and you know what? Let's not go so long next time. And, no. Uh, I know, I know. Well, Alistair, the, the new house has a hot tub, so Tamara, I need to borrow him to uh, get him over here into the oh, hot tub. <laughs> oh, I love hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, do well, I love hot Well, you know, tubs. maybe. Hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, you, you are you are a delight as always, and you are welcome. Oh, thank you, guys. If you have any news yeah. that you ever want to share, you just let us know, and we will get you in for any reason. And uh, before super, we let you super. go, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you bet. And before Great. we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your work? Um, best thing to do right now is um, I'm I'm on Facebook, obviously. Um, I, I just ask if people friend me to send me a note so I know who I'm friending and it's not so that you're not Charles Manson. And um, and then um, I think most of my stuff is is either available from Crossroads now or will be in the new and the in the near future. So uh, Crossroads Press and David's got everybody. I mean, David David's great. I mean. I wish that there were 50 more publishers out there like him. He's amazing. Uh, but you can get there and um, uh, send me at, uh, my email is uh, Hal at uh, WeHo, WeHoVampire.com. So if All anyone right. wants any right. fans or anything, I'll, I answer everything. All right. Well, we have well, a few million again, listeners, thanks. so that'll work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, right. again, thank you for being on. Uh, we'll, yeah. you know, keep in touch and uh, – 
thanks again. And you know what? Thanks, everybody, for yeah. listening. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross.